You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with fan favorite, Dr. Trina Reed. Hi, Trina. Hi, Steve. Glad to be back. It's been a while. I, it, you know, it has been a while, but uh, we it's, it's for good reason, because you've been hard at work. And Yeah, having babies and, <clears throat> yeah, gosh. And, it is a lot of work. Yeah, and as a sex expert... Having sex after kids is also important, and that's part. And that's a lot of work too, Steve. <laughs> Let me tell you. And Gosh. yeah, and we have. Well, I say we. You have a big announcement. You have a new website you're launching. Yes, I, I decided that I'm going to put this new website together called HaveSexAfterKids. Dot com. And I'm really excited. It will be launching September 20th, and it's going to be filled with just a lot of different things that parents need to know about trying to keep connected, have intimacy, have sex after kids. And, you know, this, I, you know, part, part of this might seem like a dumb question, but what made you create the website, havesexafterkids.com? Well, before I had my first child, who I have two boys, and the first, before I had my first boy, I honestly thought that having, getting sex back after kids was a pretty straightforward thing, you know, communicate, good communication, being, you know, setting time, setting schedules, and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it, and then I had my first kid, and Steve, let me tell you, trying to have sex after baby, it was a gong show, <laughs> so then with my second child, I thought, well, you know what, I've I, I got to figure out why this happened, and then that is why I created my six-month sex challenge and so with that I was having sex at least once a week with my husband and after I had sex I would blog about it which she wasn't thrilled about but you know and and I had such a huge response from this blog from from all over North America the UK Australia just all over the place that it seemed to me that parents really want good information on how to keep a relationship going after they have kids and so and the thing is if you go on the internet there are articles about having a relationship but they're scattered all over the place and not only that there's a lot of misinformation so you know the average person going through an article they don't know if they're reading science or if the information is accurate or not and so when you come to my site there's going to be, you know it's going to be both anecdotal and researched information and it's all going to be very sex positive and I think this is what parents need to have when they're trying to navigate this thing called sex after kids mm-hmm. and, and you know and it's so important too because I mean you're somebody in the know and you saw these issues come up in your relationship so I could only imagine the difficulty that someone without the education or background or knowledge that you have would come across in this situation. Yeah, well, you know, it, and it, yes, and I, I truly feel for those men and women who, you know, everybody, when you have kids, everybody's working so hard, and you just don't realize how, what hard work it is until you have kids. And so everybody's working really hard, and our relationship always seems to get sidetracked. 
and then you're trying to resurrect it and make it good, and everybody knows how important it is to keep connected, but just trying to get it, trying to do it, one, you know, not just have sex, but just trying to stay connected to your partner is so, it, it's just a lot of effort, and I think people just throw up their hands in frustration and say, gosh, you know, I, I just don't know how to do this, and so, you know, and it is possible, and it can be fun, and it doesn't have to be a lot of work, but it Couples certainly have to be proactive when it comes to keeping connected after baby. Mm-hmm. And and so the your new website, HaveSexAfterBaby.com, are you going to repost your six-month sex challenge on, on that site? Yes. Actually, that's a good question. I am. And also, I'm going to be keeping up my blog, which talks about my sex life. Everybody seems to want to know about my sex life. <laughs> and um, so I'll be, I'll be keeping that one up. But also, I am bringing on some expert bloggers, um, and I'm bringing in some experts to write articles. I'm going to be, it's not just going to be me who's on there. It's going to be a lot of different people. And it's going to be talking about sex from, from the time a woman gets pregnant, from the time the, the child leaves the nest. So, you know, every stage of a, a child's development means new challenges for parents. And so I think it's important to say, you know, if you have a teenager and your teenager is listening to you have sex, which a, which a lot of parents feel, you know, very awkward trying to have sex when they know that their teenager knows what they're up to. I, so I'm, I'm going to be talking about all the issues relating to kids of all ages, you know, when you're a parent and you want to keep connected. Okay. And so what are some of the, I mean, you just mentioned a couple of them, but what are some of the biggest pitfalls that a couple can have when trying to have sex after kids? I would say that, um, especially with when the child is new, it's it's this a lack of communication about, hey, you know what, our life is, is turned upside down right now. What is a realistic expectation around sex and keeping intimacy? There's not a proactive, there's no proactive positive communication. It's usually couples just don't talk about it, and then it turns into a negative conversation. Also, I think uh, women especially, not all women, but a lot of women have romantic expectations about how sex should be. And the, the truth is, you know, when we're having sex, especially the first year after baby, you know, women really need to be a lot more pragmatic. So men tend to walk into the bedroom and they're a lot more pragmatic. And, and the one thing I found out with my six-month sex challenge is there is no perfect time to have sex. <laughs> the sex will just be okay. Um, you know, you, know there's, you just sometimes have to make yourself do it. And these, these are really, really contradictory to what women want to have happen. You know, they want to have a good head space for sex. They want to, you know, the, the sex to be uninterrupted. You know, and I'm not blaming women and I'm not blaming men, but, you know, we have, you know, women, especially during this time, we have to get a little bit more pragmatic about having about what sex is going to be. So I think, you know, when and, and, and the other thing that I find is that, you know, as, as kids go through their phases, uh, couples, they they get into a, a you know a somewhat good sex routine because sex is all about habit, and so they finally get a sex you know the, the sex routine, and then something happens like teasing. Something happens like you know the kids stop sleeping through their naps. The kid you know something happens and and that routine is then jolted, and they have to figure out a new routine. And I think because there is there's no smooth pattern. Like they can't just say you know we're gonna we're gonna have this routine set every single week because they all. Always, it's always changing. Couples get discouraged by that, and so you know they just 
you know, stop making the effort as much as they should because it always it's, it's an ever-changing entity. So those are some of the, the pitfalls I think uh, a lot of parents go through. So you said that you can't blame the it's you know it's not the husband's fault it's not the wife's fault. I thought you were going to say you're going to blame the kids. <laughs> well, I just I just I think most people, even though we, we hear the. You know, kids are so much work. I just don't think you understand. Like, you cannot under, you cannot join this club, this, this club called being a parent, until you're actually a parent yourself, and you just don't understand how much work it is. And I think couples are so unprepared for that that we're you know most most of the time they're just treading water, trying to get through the day in one piece. And you know, and because kids will honestly see, kids will bring you to your knees. They're, they're, <laughs> they're one years old, and they will bring you to your knees. And you're just like, I'm just so glad I got through the day. And now I have to work at my relationship. I don't feel like working at my relationship. I feel like sitting in front of the TV and zoning out. That's what I feel like. So, you know, I don't think people are prepared for that dynamic to happen in their relationship. So, I mean, what can you do then? Because clearly you're going to be exhausted at the end of the day. What can you do as a couple to carve out time, particularly when there's these interrupted uh, routines? I think it's deciding whether your relationship is a priority or not. And that might seem counterintuitive. It's, you know, if I say to you, Steve, regardless of the week or the, you know, whatever's going on, you need to set it aside 10 minutes, you know, for your partner where you turn off the TV and just talk, talk to each other. Every person on the planet knows how important that is, how important it is to have a regular date night, how important this stuff is. And, and the reality is, you know, if you're just that busy, um, the relationship becomes not a priority. So if you want your relationship to be a priority, and, and you really should want it to be a priority, then you have to keep at the top of your mind, you know what, this week sometime we have to make time for each other. One of the reasons I'm a big advocate of scheduling sex is it's that idea of no matter what happens this week, we will make sure to have sex sometime. And and this is, it's it's the same deal. You'd say to yourself, you know what, um, connecting with my partner at least once a week for 10 minutes is an important thing. Because trust me, the, the, the week can just go by and you know that it's important and if you don't schedule it, and it, this is not about having sex, this is just about you know sitting down with your partner and, and looking them in the eye and, and having a chat with them. Um, it, it's just a matter of making sure that it happens and, and, and unless you do it, it won't happen. So it, it's, it's a mindset more than anything else. Okay. And, uh, you know, we'll wrap it up after this question here, but uh, what are your best tips for couples who've lost the ability to reconnect uh, emotionally, intimately, and sexually? I think, uh, especially after a baby's born, there is this, this dynamic where we're so overwhelmed, we start blaming our partner, you know, and, and it's just a, a normal relationship thing where, you know, you know, we, we snap at them and, you know, we, we you know, with, with baby especially, you might have heard that, um, you know, women get their fill of, of being touched from the baby because they're always touching the baby and same with the guy. So they don't feel like being touched by their partner. So what couples need to do is make sure that even though they're feeling overwhelmed and, you know, they're frustrated and all that, to keep the intimacy up 
with them. So even if a woman's feeling overtouched, she needs to, you know, touch her partner and have her partner touch her and, you know, hugging and kissing and making sure to work as a team and not sitting and, and poking at each other because, really, it's just so easy to take our frustrations out on our, on our partner. So it's just, it's just very common sense things. Make sure to keep the intimacy outside the bedroom and, and keep sex on the radar. So, um, and if the couple is, you know, just at an impasse. So what I find, Steve, is for the year after baby's born, sex is pretty sporadic generally, and then couples get into some pretty bad sex habits, and all of a sudden after two years after the baby's born, the couple just doesn't know how to initiate sex. They, don't, they just don't know what to do. And if this is your situation, then the best solution, and, you know, please don't roll your eyes when I say this, <laughs> please don't run away screaming, is to decide one week to have sex seven days in a row. One day he initiates sex, the next day she initiates sex. And what this does, Steve, is um, when we have sex and when we orgasm, it releases uh, a little bit of testosterone. Testosterone is what propels us to want to have sex. Also, when a woman hasn't had sex, uh, has had sex sporadically, her vaginal canal tends to be um, a little, uh, what, what do I say, you know, it needs to get softened up. So sometimes it takes a while for her. She needs to have sex on a more regular basis. She needs to feel propelled to want to have sex. So by having sex seven days in a row, he initiates one day, she initiates the next day. They, one, they know it's going to happen. They anticipate it, so the arousal is there. Um, it, it releases the testosterone, which propels them to want to have sex more because the more sex you have, the more sex you want to have. And also, it starts um, getting her vaginal canal in a, in a softened state, so sex becomes a lot more pleasurable for her. Um, and, and so it just sets in motion a, a good sex habit, and every single couple, Steve, every single couple that has tried this one out has come back to me with, with glowing results. So it, it, it's good, it's fun, and it works. And if you're sitting there thinking, well, how do I, I can't fit sex once a week with this child, how do I fit it in seven? You know, um, if there's a will, there's a way. And I, I hate saying this to, to new parents who are feeling overwhelmed by this subject, but I know plenty of people who have you know, four, five, six. I know one lady who had ten kids, Whoa. and she had sex every day. So she has ten kids, Steve, and she's having sex every day. If you really, if that's what you really want to do, it will happen. So you know, uh, you know, it, it can happen, and and you have to be creative, and that's where the fun comes in. That's how she got ten kids. You know, I I don't know how she did it. Like, honestly, I don't know how she did it, but I just know that if you really want sex to happen. It will happen. Yeah. You know, and and yeah, it, it will happen. But people just have to have want to have that motivation, need to have that motivation to make it happen. And you'll definitely have to be creative, and that's part of the fun. You know, really, it is part of the fun. but And part of it is, you know, learning how to reinitiate, learning how to, you know, be creative and, you know, ant- anticipating. I think positively anticipating the sex, that's a big part of it, too. Mm-hmm. Well, Trina, like I said, this is going to, that was the final question, so we'll wrap this up. But I am so excited for you, and I'm so excited for all those parents who are looking for a good, uh, reliable, authoritative resource out there for the information that they're seeking. And so, everybody, you can uh, go to bed happy tonight knowing that havesexafterbaby.com is scheduled to launch on the 20th. 
Um, And if you're listening to this because it's a podcast at an odd time, we're talking September 20th. Um, So please check that out. And we'll obviously post something on Hitched if you don't remember. And uh, you guys are listening to Dr. Trina Reed, who has a doctorate in human sexuality. And Dr. Reed is also an international speaker and offers free sex tips on her other website, bestsextipsever.com. And if you haven't picked up her book yet, do that. It is called Till Sex Do Us Part. And you can find that on her website and also uh, you can get to that book through Hitched. And uh, last but not least, Trina's on Twitter. And I'm sure you'll be announcing all this stuff on Twitter, Trina. At Dr. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, her tr- uh, Twitter handle is at Dr. Trina Reed. Um, you can also follow me at Hitched Media. And uh, one last time, the website is havesexafterbaby.com. And it will be launching, uh, I believe, that's, that's next week. Next week. So, so Trina is... Two boys launching a website, podcasting with me, and still having sex. So it can be done. (laughs) And she just came off of another interview right before this one. So she is, yeah, so if she can do it, you know she's got good tips on her website. So be sure to check that out. So thank, thank, thank you one last time, Trina. It's always a pleasure and always so much fun. And uh, I can't, I'm so excited for your website. I can't wait to uh, share it with everybody. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. Okay, everybody. uh, Until next time. Bye. You know, we just left, but I just realized I made a big, big mistake. Trina's website is is not havesexafterbaby.com. It's havesexafterkids.com. So one last time, it's havesexafterkids.com. Trina, I am so sorry. And, uh... Hopefully everybody that listened to this episode stuck to the very end of the podcast, but we've promoted the URL elsewhere. So uh, again, one more time, guys, it's havesexafterkids.com and it's launching September 20th. So uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, until next time, bye, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched. Entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.